Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about everything wrong and everything woke in Disney's new live action Mulan. And by the way, before we get started, just a disclaimer, if you are listening to this episode and you hear any sort of snuffling in the back, it's because my dog Jellybean is lying down behind me. She kind of likes to be a part of things while I film and essentially do anything. I just don't have the heart to kick her out of the studio. She is critical to this operation. So to just cut to the chase and not bury the lead here, this is not a good movie. I was actively bored while watching this, counting down the minutes until the movie would end. And if for whatever reason I need to watch this movie again, I will be extremely disheartened. I would rather sit alone quietly in a dark room for two hours with no movie than have to rewatch this movie. That is how bad this new Mulan is. And just a note to the filmmakers here, that's generally not the reaction you want from your audience. And I know there are people who are gonna say, well, you just don't like it because it's woke, you're triggered by the politics. But look, if you've seen any of my previous movie reviews, you'll know that I actually don't mind it when a film or a TV show has a political message that I disagree with, as long as it's still well-written and it's still entertaining. And actually, somewhat controversially, when I reviewed Captain Marvel and Birds of Prey, I actually said that those movies weren't terrible despite their wokeness. Don't get me wrong, I didn't say they were great, but still not terrible despite their wokeness. So when I say this movie is not good, I'm not trying to own the libs or anything. It's just, this is a genuinely bad movie. Like even if you are a super woke, far left person yourself, there's a very good chance you will still not like this movie because it's just that bad. Case in point, the writing. Did an intern write, write this movie? Because it kind of seems like they did. Or maybe, like, was there no time for revisions of the script? Like, they just pumped out one draft and were like, yeah, this is probably good, no need to reread it. I trust that we were in the zone when we wrote this. Later on in this episode, we will be talking about some of the plot holes the film has as a result of Disney changing up the story, I think, in order to be more woke. But even just looking at the dialogue, heavens! the dialogue. I cannot for the life of me remember the last time I witnessed such campy, cheesy, unnatural dialogue on film. It was frankly uncomfortable to watch. Soon you'll be a young woman and it is time for you to hide your gift away to, to silence its voice. I'm truly blessed to be in the presence of such enchanting women. I have no doubt today will be a momentous day for the Never world. mind, Dad. We must be on time. <laughs> That's not how people interact with each other. It's just not. And I know some might say, well, what do you expect? It's a movie for kids. The original Mulan was not this bad. There was nothing wrong with that dialogue. It seemed natural. It seemed like, oh yeah, these are two humans interacting, which is kind of the vibe I want from my movies. And that brings us to the acting. I've seen better acting at high school plays. While watching this movie, I was painfully aware that I was watching an actor try to act and failing at it. Her name is Lily. Her skin is so white as milk. Her fingers like the tender white roots of a green onion. Ling is a romantic. Her eyes are like morning dewdrops. I like my women buxom. <laughs> 
with strong, wide hips. I like kissing women with cherry red lips. I don't care what she looks like. I agree. I care what she cooks like. <laughs> this was an expensive movie to make, guys. This cost $200 million in production. And this is what we get. And again, people are gonna say, well, it's Disney, of course it's like that. But the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is also Disney, but but it's, it's still like an actual movie, right? Being Disney or being family friendly doesn't mean you get a pass to just make, make horse crap. And you know what? In defense of the actors, people like Donnie Yen, Gong Li, and Sima, people who I have seen deliver good performances, I really don't think all of this is their fault. I mean, look at the script they were given. What more could they really have done with that material? And I also believe that part of the blame lies with the director. I just, I really don't think she knew what to do with the tone of this movie. And as an actor, that's a hard position to be in. There are really serious big budget battle scenes, but also completely juvenile dialogue. So as an actor, it's like, how how are you supposed to play this? Is this like a really serious dramatic movie or are we going slapstick and kind of goofy to appeal to five-year-olds. I, I don't think the director knew which of those things the film was trying to be. Like most remakes, Mulan is inferior to its predecessor in pretty much every single way. It's less funny, but also somehow less serious and just it's less sentimental. In general, I am probably the easiest person to make cry with movies and TV shows. Heck, I'm the type of person that will even cry during commercials if they are even the slightest bit heartwarming. I don't think to date there's been a Pixar movie I have not cried during. I, to this day, bawl my eyes out when watching the original Mulan cartoon, but, but with this movie, throughout the whole thing, I felt nothing. So to sum up, I don't dislike the film because it's woke. This is just a terrible film that happens to be woke. And we have a lot more to talk about, trust me. But first, I wanna tell you all about our sponsor, the Theragun. So this is a Theragun right here. It is a handheld percussive therapy device, you may have heard of it, that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The all new generation four Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you're gonna wonder if it's even on while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Personally, when I have pain in my muscles, it's usually back pain and upper neck pain because I am hunched over a desk or computer or my phone almost 24-7 because of work. My aches tend to bother me so much that in the past, I've even made monthly massage appointments just to get some relief. But the thing is, those appointments are expensive, upwards of $100 per session. With the Theragun though, I can ease my aching muscles by myself any time of the day, any time I want. And not only is it easier and more convenient, it's also cheaper. So try the Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Generation 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. So it starts at only $199. So go to theragun.com slash Lauren right now to get your Generation 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash Lauren. Again, theragun.com slash Lauren. So they know that our show sent you. Let's talk about all the ways that it is woke. The first change that I wanna talk about that I think Disney made in order for this story to be more woke and more feminist friendly is they pretty much gave Mulan superpowers. Like 
in this movie, she can kick anybody's butt. Mulan just has these innate inhuman warrior abilities that it seems like she's had since birth, or at least since being a very, very young child. She's just amazing at anything to do with fighting or acrobatics or whatever. No! And don't get me wrong, in the cartoon, Mulan does end up becoming a very skilled, very competent soldier once she joins the army. But in my opinion, giving her these basically superpowers, it makes the story weaker for several reasons. Number one, it makes her sacrifice of joining the army in order to save her father way less impactful. In the 1998 version, Mulan taking her father's place so that he wouldn't have to enlist was such a meaningful decision because not only would she potentially be killed if they were ever to find out that she was a woman, but she was also putting herself in a position that she had no experience in. She had no idea what being a soldier would be like. She had no experience with that, but she didn't care. She was willing to even potentially give up her life so that her father's could be spared. In contrast to this, in the new Mulan, when she takes her father's place to join the army, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You're amazing at this. Yeah, there's still the whole they may punish her if they find out she's a woman angle, but overall, it's just not the same amount of risk because she's pretty much a commando. And the second reason why I think this was a bad idea is that it takes away from Mulan's character development. In the original cartoon, when we at first see Mulan failing at all of her training attempts, we immediately get the idea that oh, this person isn't perfect at everything. But over time, as she keeps practicing and keeps improving, we get the sense that, oh, this is actually someone with a very strong work ethic and who is very perseverant. And so Mulan as a character is established as someone who is not only brave, but also has grit. But in the live action remake of Mulan, her character development is no longer, hey, this is a girl who was willing to put her life on the line to save her father and who worked so hard in order to develop skills that she would be able to use to protect herself and her fellow soldiers. It's just, hey, here's this girl with super awesome powers that she didn't earn, who eventually comes to accept those super awesome powers which she didn't earn. There's this running theme in new Disney movies where it seems like they really don't like giving their strong female characters any real adversity, because I think having them have real challenges would mean they would have to have real flaws and problems they need to overcome. But in, t in 2020, we just can't have that, right? All female characters have to start out perfect because women are strong and beautiful and brave and courageous. For example, in the original cartoon, Mulan actually gets her butt handed to her several times, which kind of makes sense because A, she's a woman, she's smaller, but also B, she's inexperienced, and C, I mean, no one could possibly be the winner in every single fight ever all the time, right? Wrong! Live action remake Mulan kicks everybody's butt. There is nobody's butt that she cannot kick. She is just that brave and empowering. In fact, the only person that she cannot defeat in battle happens to be another stunning and empowering female character. Weakens you. 
And actually, Disney's apparent refusal to let Mulan get hurt because that would, heaven forbid, mean that somewhere someone out there is better than her actually makes for some really weird changes to the plot. In the 1998 cartoon, Mulan is injured in battle against the Huns, and that injury is how the army finds out that she is, in fact, a woman. But in the remake, Mulan never gets injured because... Again, she's super amazing at everything. So the gender reveal, which does need to happen for the story to progress, comes in a really weird way. She pretty much just decides to tell the army that she's not who she was pretending to be. I'm Hua Mulan. Forgive me. That's dumb. That's super dumb, and I get that in a Disney family movie, you probably shouldn't be encouraging anything like lying or hiding things from people, and so in that sense, you know, hey, Mulan just choosing to fess up eh, might seem like a good idea, but in the context of the story, this makes Mulan's character super dumb. Mulan revealing herself to be a woman causes her entire family dishonor. And considering that throughout the entire film, her motivation is supposed to be to bring honor to her family, that's a really strange choice for her to make. And also, since as a woman, she gets kicked out of the army, wouldn't her father just have to go and take her place anyway, therefore putting his life in danger? the entire thing she was trying to prevent from happening? It just doesn't make sense. And it's not just Mulan's super abilities that are obnoxiously woke. In the movie, let's talk about how the male characters relate to her. As some of you may know, in this live action remake, there is no Li Shang, who in the cartoon was her love interest. And while characters getting written out of remakes happens all the time and isn't necessarily a big deal, the reasoning behind Li Shang being removed from the movie, I think is is very indicative of the filmmaker's politics. Earlier this year, it was revealed that Li Shang wouldn't be in the remake because of the Me Too movement. You see, in the original cartoon, Li Shang wasn't just Mulan's love interest, he was also her commanding officer. And so the filmmakers didn't want to rehash that same love story because then it would bring up questions of power dynamics in the relationship and oh my god, shoot me in the face. And so instead of Li Shang, Mulan's new love interest is some random fellow recruit and male feminist. If you've seen the 1998 version, you'll know that Li Shang was a brave and competent soldier in his own right. He had his own dimensions, his own struggles, his own story within the film. But since it's 2020, Mulan's new love interest is pretty much just there to affirm how amazing and equal and believable she is as a woman. You would believe Hua Jun. Why do you not believe Hua Mulan? She risked everything by revealing her true identity. She's braver than any man here. She's the best warrior amongst us. I believe Wang Mulan. 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 Literally the only role that this new guy, whose name I don't remember and I don't care to look up, serves in the film is to support and affirm Mulan, which honestly I think is what a lot of progressives believe should be the role of just men in general in society toward women. You don't have your own stories anymore, boys. You're just here to support ours. And before I go, I quickly want to touch on the idea that Mulan has always been a woke story because that's something I've been seeing people say online quite a lot recently. Um, to that, I have to say, these people don't understand what woke is. 
The story of Mulan is, at its core, an egalitarian tale, and you might even say a second-wave feminist tale. But that's not the same thing as being woke. Like, it's not woke for me to say, hey, let's give women and men equal rights. It's not woke for me to say, hey, maybe don't execute a woman for trying to join the army. And it's those types of messages that are at the core of the original tale of Mulan. And that's very different, I think, than what the new movie is trying to push. Wokeness isn't let Mulan fight even though she's a woman, Wokeness is Mulan is the best fighter and warrior ever because she's a woman. There is a huge difference there. But anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I would love to know what you folks think. Are you going to go see Mulan? Why or why not? And if you have seen it, what did you think of it? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.